Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Music to your eardrums, this, this ink is intoxicating. I never want to be sober. Prentice Power is an addict. Tell a friend. Tell a friend I have something valid to say in a time when broken down the dopest lines disintegrate to nonsense. In a time where a man who puts his heart into his art gets overlooked because his work contains content, so call me a job. I'm right now with host Pendarvis Harshaw, and that was the voice of poet Prentice Powell. The first time I encountered his work was a little over a decade ago. We were inside of a small club in Old Oakland where he hosted a weekly open mic called Mouth Off Wednesdays. It was paradise, man. It was an underground paradise. We created the Black Cheers in Oakland. Earlier this year, I bumped into him while he was hosting a Juneteenth event by Lake Merritt. That's where he told me about his latest endeavors, landing a role in a major motion picture, a residency at one of the most premier art venues in this country, and the latest chapter in his tale of fatherhood, authored by the birth of his newborn child. On this episode of Right Nowish, Princess Pal and I discuss everything from fatherhood to Hollywood. So stick with us. In a few, we've got some words that'll stick with you. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. So when I saw you Juneteenth, you told me that you're juggling a million different things. One of them is a very notable project that you're doing with Nick Cannon. It's a new movie. It's called She Ball. And in it, you play yourself and you perform some of your original poetry. And a very big name scored your performance. Tell me about the movie. 
essentially the story plot is he's a single father in Inglewood trying to keep this community center alive and going and happens to have a basketball tournament. And there's a lot of issues that happen with being in the inner city and trying to provide spaces for people of color. Training for this tournament. And if I win, I have enough money to save the community center. You need this money, right? Just right here that mile talk by dog. Stevie Wonder caught wind to my poem and composed some original music to accompany my poem in the movie. So I now have official collaboration credits to say that I have worked with Mr. Stevie Wonder, brother. So you're smiling right now. Like <laughs> you know, like that's dope. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Something definitely to like to tell the next generation and say, I, I did this, you know? It's more so like, can I take this accomplishment and figure out how to make it feed me to work harder? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, how can I pocket this one, so to speak, you know, put it in its place, know that it's there and that it exists, but how can I pull from it to see what this can do for the next step? That's an aggressive perspective. I like it. It's, it's, it's gas in the tank. That's what this is all about, man. What was the actual poem that you performed? It's called Good Fathers. One of the ones I did on our Senior Hall show about my son being in Florida and, uh, you know, me having to fly o- over there from, from Oakland every four weeks to bring him back from six weeks. So it's about being a single father and, and the, the journey I've been through with him. Forced to live through memories that occur within the span of one week. Through occasional webcam chats with a child too young to speak back. So when he reaches for you through that camera, all you can say is, son, I miss you too. So it correlates to his character because he's also a single father in the movie raising a little girl. That poem, man, that poem is powerful. I hate that poem. Why? Oh, the pain. I don't wish that on anybody. So regardless if it was me or somebody else, oof, you know what I mean? Just, I don't want nobody else to have that. So you wrote the poem years ago and things have changed and you're still performing it to this day. How does it feel to revisit those wounds? As much as it's a piece of art, it's my real life, you know what I'm saying? There's certain parts of my life that, that I gotta stay in a certain place. And I think I'm learning with my work and my poems that some of these aren't meant to stay with me forever. Gotcha. Related to that poem and also some of your other work, you explore self, you explore family. And when you do that, um, you tell not only your story, but you tell the story of those around you. How do you navigate that? When I wrote my, wrote my first poem in 03, I wasn't comfortable saying I'm talking about myself, but the more I wrote in third person and saw that there were people, you know, those couple of applauses or a nod of something that I said that resonated, let me know that I wasn't alone in my train of thoughts. So that helped me develop confidence to the point where I started to shed some of that third person and become more comfortable. One thing I do too is there's certain things I put out into the public eye because it's a level of accountability that I have to hold myself to. I spent years talking bad about my dad and my poems only to grow up and realize that I'm a lot more like him than I care to admit. I'm confusing. Kind of like a black Rubik's Cube. A walking storefront display with pretty good presentation. I've spent my late nights carving my name into the wall. If I talk or write about certain things in my work, I gotta stand on that because I stand on what I say in my work. Do you have rules about things that you don't mention in your writing? I do, I do. I will not talk about my children's mothers in, in my work. I leave them out of it. I, I just try to keep it about me. And I know that I put out so much of my business that what I don't, what I have a second thought about talking about, I just don't because I don't have to. 
something you do that I've seen you do on stage is add comedy to your pieces. You, you made a playoff of your mama jokes. You intersplice jokes with like real life situations. Your mama's so poor, her face is on front of the food stamp. Your mama's so poor, she bounces food stamps. Your mama is so poor because she keeps putting half of what she makes on a lawyer to defend a crime you won't admit that you committed. Sorry, that one wasn't funny. Your mama's so poor. Bird. So I'm wondering what, what role does comedy play in your work? Um, you know what? It needs to play more. A lot of most of my stuff is self-reflective. I'm looking at the world, but I don't allow myself to smile freely enough on stage. And now that I'm not okay with just carrying around pain to create content, you know, for other people's amusement, but doesn't really heal me, I got to explore those other avenues of life that I haven't really put into my work. And one of those is comedy. The, the big question is, uh, why do you write? It's everything. It's, it's, it's therapy. I love, I love what it does in my spirit. I love words in a way that I know is not normal. It's the most amazing form of expression for me. You know, it's, it's just, I, I love words, bro. Like, I, I really, really do. And that love and drive is getting you to big stages, man. By the time this airs, you'll be finishing up a residency at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., can you tell me about that? So it's, it's not only me, it's uh, the Poetry Collective. I'm a part of Fiveology, which consists of myself, Javon Johnson, Rudy Francisco, Andrew Tyree, Sean Williams. Those are my brothers. Please welcome Fiveology. Yo, I want to be a kid again. I'm talking back when you had Dwayne Wayne glasses. Right. Three lines cut into the side of your hair. And girls wore scrunchies with matching socks. Yo. Back when I had a crush on Lisa Turtle. Ashley Banks. Mm -hmm. Apollonia from Purple Rain. And Claire Huxtable. I want to be a kid again. In our case, what it is, is, is giving people an opportunity to come into the Kennedy Center and to view our actual process of creating a whole spoken word show. One thing about us as a collective, I've had kids the longest, but we're all fathers now since the last time we got together and created new work. Our lives have, have transcended a lot, so a lot of this is going to be surrounded by what is it that you go through as a Black father in America? You know, there's so many different issues we could touch on, both good and bad, um, that tie to fatherhood. So that's one area we're playing with. When you're not writing, are you a stay-at-home father? Yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like that term. I'm going to tell you why. All right, tell me about it. Why don't you like stay-at-home father? Stay-at-home father implies no income. Huh. My money comes at the luxury we be able to be at the crib, so... To, to ask your question, yes or no, man, because um, obviously I'm at, I'm at the house and able to be with the kids, but, you know, art and work is still demanding. So there's a lot of times where I'm I'm not nowhere near as present as I would like to be, but the blessing is I'm there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they're getting to witness a process. Like, they didn't think I had a job, like, a year and a half ago. They didn't think you had a job, period? Because I'm at the house with them. Like, if, if they see me, you know what I'm saying? And and daddy's always talking about he's writing, but they're like, so why don't you, you know, they know when I got to do shows, but I don't think they equate that to work. And, and then given quarantine where, you know, all of the money for me were was writing credits, you know what I'm saying? Like we were writing and weren't performing. They were just like, so dad, do you have a, like a, like a job? Are you And I was like, we are not about to do this right now. <laughs> so I had to start really kind of sharing what it is that I do, you know what I'm saying? Because they see their moms working and going out and got to be other places. But with me, it's kind of different. 
but it's definitely a blessing, man, to be able to be at home with these kids, man, on a on a daily basis and, and put in that real work, man. I know it'll pay off. What are your children's names and how old are they? Justice is 12 years old. Tahir is 10 years old. Anaya is 8 years old. And Shy is 2 months. And Shy is who I saw you dancing around with on Juneteenth. She loves the sun, man. The day she was born, I remember taking her to that window and then opening the shade and letting some light get on her. And she blossomed like a flower. I'll never forget it. So it was cool for the first time to be in a social setting, just, you know, out there vibing with her. Apprentice, right on, man. Thanks. Thanks for taking a little time away from your writing and editing and rehearsing and child rearing to speak with us for a few minutes. Your work is highly appreciated. All of you listening out there, I invite you to tap in with Prentice and all that he's got going on. You can find him on Instagram at PrenticePal1906, and that's Prentice spelled P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. He also has a bunch of videos on YouTube. Just search his name. Check them all out. The producer on the ones and twos is Marisol Medina Cadena. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Mother. Kiana Mogadam and Sarah Pineda are our engagement team. KQED execs are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, reminding you that taking care of your family isn't just a job, it's an art. Right Now-ish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.